saint endeavors to recover a gift which he has lost. The sinner tries to obtain something which was never his. In brief, he repeats the fall. This is uh, Ambrose in uh, Arthur Mackin's story, The White People, uh, whereas he's at the beginning he's trying to explain to his companion why sin is much more rare than uh, we think it is, that really it's a much rarer even than saints, the sinner. Um, because sinning is something where you're actively and consciously trying to commit evil. He, he says that evil is wholly positive, only that it is on the wrong side. Right, right. And I think this has quite a bit to do with uh, what we're talking about tonight, namely vampires. Oh, you did it. Uh, I knew you were going to do it. That is such Say a... Say vampire? Yeah, 100%. The fear that... Um, our new technologies and our abandonment of superstition and religion would open the door for, you know, abomination and man's ability to destroy itself. Yeah. yeah like messing with forces that um, you shouldn't be. That's kind of like the, a common theme in weird fiction, I guess, pre Lovecraft, I guess, yeah. at least because, I guess once Lovecraft comes around, that's still a popular like theme, but his great forces are much more personified. Whereas in, in Mac and it kind of like, it just creeps in in this way. That's like not even really, you're not really able to understand. It's almost scarier because of what it doesn't talk about. And he's kind of, I'm not sure if he was like a, you know, a Luddite or something like that, but he was certainly he certainly seemed through his fiction to be skeptical of some of the implications that might happen through the modern worlds uh coming forth you could call it like like an anti-modern kind of writer but i think it's probably more complicated than that it's, anyway i think it's different from lovecraft yeah. too in that ambivalent right. forces that you know kind of have a disregard for the minglings of of humanity and and just bring you know like the the powerful oblivion um that almost calls to worship you know or does call to worship often in lovecraft stories um but yeah. the the in in Mackin's story it's just kind of this like vestigial evil and wickedness that like is predatory and and pre and moves through people and just preys on them and what, leaves what's this so like interesting wake. about it yeah is like there's no grand like creature or like encounter with a violent sort of like eviscerating force like you might have in like you might have that in other horror um it's just that this woman who is sort of a incarnation of really even explained in the way that we understand it in a mythological historical sense like it's pan as like a like a direct plug-in to total madness or like sensory overload i guess it's it's something like but it basically describes dracula as being um akin to the biblical apocalypse in that dracula is this cursed um immortal and 
you know, Dracula actually seeking some kind of like natural peace would mean the end of the world, you know, it would, would, would mean that it would have to bring the end of everything with it, um, to pass. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, that's an interesting movie because it, it incorporates that myth that Dracula is bringing with it, the end of the gradually, the end of the world, um, which is a repeated theme in, in, Nosferatu, um, and yeah. in a lot of Dracula films as well. Um, I love the scene where uh, Dracula is like sitting behind like a desk. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I love. Um, it was something that got me thinking about this concept of. I mean, because obviously vampires are an enormous cultural product. Like they're. Uh, mm-hmm very powerful beyond an archetype there uh <laughs> i don't know what you'd call them like a brand almost but like a, like a brandless brand like a anyway but there's this sort of almost unconscious desire to put vampires in like corporate settings i think in in film and television mm-hmm. um that like there's <laughs> this like new futuristic vampire who is I think it has something to do with people equating vampirism with like sociopathy and sociopathy with corporate success. Um, But I, yeah, so I love seeing like a hammer horror or Dracula office scene. I think it's a common theme that occult vampires identify with like stressing and causing pressure to the human species for what they deem to be um, evolution, um, which I think is kind of like what they see as the virtue of vampirism. It's it's obviously for personal gain, um, right? As or well, but they sustenance, yes, yeah, sustenance. But I think often the occult vampire believes that they this kind of like stress on the human race is some form of survival of the fittest, and that causing this stress and pressure is aiding um, the human species in evolution, which you made an interesting connection to as well with Streber. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, that it kind of reminds me of how Streber thinks of his um, visitors as sort of the personification of a jump in human evolution. You can find this episode in its entirety and more exclusive content at patreon.com slash consensus unreality.